What's going on, everybody? We finally got word on PlayStation's Game Pass competitor. An unfortunate update on the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And E3 2022 is officially dead. This is Busy Sticks, the Geek vs. All Gaming talk show. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, Mr. Disruptoid himself. Rocking a beautiful, beautiful new hoodie there. Look at that. For Dude, 26 shirts. Isn't this awesome? I mean, this is like one of my favorites. I mean, 26 shirts. Like, obviously, if, if you watch our shows, we, we, we sing their praises all the time. They're local here to Buffalo. They make some awesome stuff. But, like, this is my number one. I bought this in the hoodie and, and the T-shirt. I, uh, I really did. Because, like, this, obviously, this is a play on the Nintendo logo. I have the Nintendo hat. I have a water bottle that I don't have with me for the like, first time ever, for some reason, um, that matches this. And I also have this, like, same actual shirt that has a Nintendo logo on it from the New York store. So, I'm like... That's 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 my brand at this point. I just kind of got to go all in with the Buffalo one. Dude, it totally is. And they nail. I mean, that red pops. They it's really nailed good. It. It, yeah. It's so pretty. The Buffalo, perfect in the middle of it. I, every time I say this, it's what the newest shirt comes out, and it's my new favorite 26 shirts. But this is one of my new favorites. Let me tell you, 26shirts.com. Go check them out. Amazing, amazing individuals. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> Courtney's in chat. My wife's just like, I really, I really like the hoodie, and so do the people at Target tonight. We were at Target, and we got people were talking to us about Nintendo, and they were talking about the hoodie. But this is the one uh, one of the times where like the 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 saturated red that you see on screen is like literally how this looks in, in person. Usually, it doesn't translate well. Like you know, you'll you'll hold something up and the colors off on camera here, but th- it is really this red in person. It looks like just like this. It's really cool. He's not lying, folks. It looks awesome. He's he's. He's got it rocking right now. I've got a 26 shirt on as well. Uh, if, if you're watching, uh, I've got my my Buffalo Venom. I don't really care for Venom so much, but uh, I, I just love this logo, you know, for the kind of the Buffalo Bills crossover. Now, again, for 26 shirts, quick plug, our, plug, our friend Del Reed runs that over there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, but every purchase, proceeds go to families, individuals, charities, uh, all in need of your support. Check out the beneficiary stories again, right? At 26shirts.com. Uh Speaking of Venom, JT, man. <laughs> JT, Good luck. Our, Fuck our to buddy. you. He's, uh, he's at Morbius right now. Good luck, buddy. Uh, I'm very curious to hear his thoughts on the movie. I, something tells me he's going to spin it. So, like, it's good. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to just, like... I hope he does. I legitimately hope he does. Like, I'm ready. I woke up today choosing violence, and I really do hope that he likes it so I can just, like, trash it. I tweeted about carrot cake today because I love carrot cake, and we had some at work today. I got free carrot cake at work today. It was incredible. And it had cream cheese frosting. Perfect. I'm like, the second I hit tweet, I'm like, I know his dumb ass is going to be in my freaking comments talking about they shouldn't even make carrot cake because he has, like, the palate of a three-year-old. He's always he's the worst, worst food opinion. Do you ever see JT in, on the streets just kick him in the shin and tell him he doesn't know how to taste things? They're really out there uh, to each their own, of course, but they're they're not common. <laughs> I love I love our different approaches. I say if you see them, kick them in the shin. You say to each their own. <laughs> well, good cop, bad cop, you know. <laughs> because uh, let me tell you, there's going to come a time when I'm going to go after him for a Star Wars opinion, and I'm going to need you to, to play good cop there. So, all right, we'll get there. Okay, it's how it goes. Uh, again, the. The Geek versus All Gaming Talk Show. We're going to talk some video games today. Again, we, we've got some really nice topics on the way shortly. But, of course, before we talk about what's in our system, what's about to be in our system here, I'm, I'm going to kick us off, John. Um, I didn't want to let this one go too much longer because you should drink it a little bit fresh. But I've got another froth here. Oh. And, uh, OG Purple. So, uh, Boysenberry? 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, double boysenberry fruited sour ale, 7%. Uh, I did not know if I would like this or not. I didn't have high expectations for the flavor. However, it is froth, and I love froth. This is another win for me. I'm going to pour it in, into my glass here. You're going to see just how purple oh, this yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I see the boysenberry. That's looking good. That's fun. Yeah, like you said, I mean, like, even if they use a fruit that you don't traditionally like, I mean, it's so, it's so, like, sugary and, like, you know, smoothie-like that's, like, it's, it, you're still going to enjoy the beer for the most part. Still, yeah. You it, know? It is so, so good. Uh, Froth, again, local in Western New York. They just celebrated their third anniversary, which is crazy to me. It feels like they've been around forever. That and, is uh, crazy. Yeah. Wow. I remember sitting there, like, at the brewery during their first anniversary. Never tell you that I was there, so I took my dad to lunch there. Didn't even realize it was their first anniversary. Uh, we were there at like noon, and they were they were throwing like a, a first anniversary party later that night around like eight o'clock. And I saw that they were going to be tapping this like this anniversary triple IPA, and I'm like, oh, I was just like just shooting the shit with the bartender. He happens to be a Yankees fan. My dad and I are both decked out in all of our Yankees gear, and I'm like, oh, that that I can't you know I'm excited for you guys to release that uh, that that triple IPA later tonight. He goes, yeah, man, it's gonna be cool, gonna be cool. He looks at us, he goes, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keg it right now for you guys. I'm like, yes. So we we were like the first people in Buffalo to try that beer because he kegged it early for us, just because we were sitting there and we were Yankees fans and we were excited about it. So that's awesome, man. Super considerate, and that's a nice story. For yeah, sure. they're, they're good people. But uh, keeping it local, this is not froth. But my beer today is from Beltline. Uh, Beltline is a brewery that I love. A place that we have to visit. A really, really cool spot. You and I think you'd have a good time there. So that's on our, our short list. Uh, this is ne- Neptune's Nectar. Um, this is my first one of this four pack, but I did have it on tap when I was at um, Morpat last week with uh, with my wife. Really, really cool beer. I wanted to see, you know, if it holds up in the can, which I'm sure it does. It's an IPA. It's a it's a New England style IPA. Uh, Waititi hops and citra hops. Waititi hops? Yes. Like takeaway TT? Basically. <laughs> oh my gosh! I need it. I need. It. I so I almost picked that up today, which is really funny. Um, I, I think well, it, you know what it is. It's 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 Y E T. I added the T and probably okay. because of Taika, but it's Y E T hops. Hundred percent. That that's our guy, um, dude. Awesome. That looks really good. I can't wait to to try that myself. Yep, it's a fun um, one. Yeah. So if you are enjoying our our video game slash beer show, uh, check us out on Untapped. We are throwing the links in the description on the podcast. John and I each have playlists going on there where you can see some of the beers that we've had. It's got info, ratings, you name it. But John, cheers, my man. Cheers, dude. I'm glad you brought that up because I did actually update my list today. I added the last three beers that I missed. I'm up to date, um, I think, minus one. So I, I got to go back and do my homework there a little bit. Show and tell. Um, I just was like, you know, nothing came to mind. So I went downstairs, kind of looked at my my game case. And uh, limited run games. Limited run games. One of my f- just favorite things in the last few years about video games. So if you don't know about them, they're taking off big time. They um, They basically bring back old games, put them on modern consoles or, or cartridges, discs, whatever. So the the thought is you can kind of continue to have that physical media. So for fans of physical media like I am, stuff I maybe want to display on my shelf, this is a company for me. And they've done a lot of Star Wars releases in the last few years. So I've got Bounty Hunter on PS4 with trophies, by the way. That was a PS2 game. So that's awesome. Um, Racer Revenge. They did Jedi Outcast. At some point, I know they're going to be doing it. They're going to be doing the uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, So the one I got right here is maybe the coolest one to show off, but it's uh, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. 
That is and, uh, awesome. I've, I've seen that a few times, but that is so cool. Every time you show me that, I'm like, dude, what a really cool, what an awesome idea. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's so for the listeners, it, it's it's got the the purple cartridge there. I, I've not popped this open. I I don't want. I like I don't, don't. Have the heart to do it. I I'm like. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna play this game? Come on. Uh, I I've never played the game by the way. Um, and it's in the kind of um, I want to see like 1997 era uh, boxing. If you were it, into Star Wars action figures, and yeah, I was. it's like a it's like an on card max uh, action figure. So if you ever seen like an old you know like Star Wars, obviously perfect example. But if you're into like wrestling figures, like it's an on card action figure box is basically how that thing. If, if you're an audio listener, come check this out. It's really cool. Come to YouTube and take a look. That's a that's a cool looking game. So what they also released in this batch, and when we say limited run, it's truly limited. They do a run of these based on pre orders, very much like twenty six shirts. You pre order it, they do a batch. It's gone. You can't get it again. But in this batch, they also did the original Star Wars for NES. Really cool. Uh, the original Star Wars on Game Boy. Empire Strikes Back on NES. Uh, Empire Strikes Back on Game Boy. And then also Star Wars Episode One Racer for the N64. Cartridge looks a little like this, but it's blue instead of purple. I know that's not popping totally on my camera how I want it to, but um, I just is, it's one of my favorite video game collectibles I have. Is that, a, is that like a translucent purple? Did you say that? Uh, it is a translucent purple. I did that's not really say cool. it, but it, that, yeah, that's super cool. Uh, really cool. Like that was just made in the last few years. You know, it's I, I love that stuff. Really, cool. yeah, I, I love what Limited Run Games does, man. Like even if it's not old stuff, they're also just like taking like indie darlings that were like you know just just like digital only titles and you know funding them and giving them physical releases for people. Like I know they just did the Outer Wilds, which I I have no reason to like want that game physically because I, I just I, I'm trying to give up physical media. But they have this awesome enamel pin set that came with it too. So I've been like looking on eBay and like all right, anybody just want the game and trying to offload those pins? It's more expensive yeah. than the whole freaking game at this point. People have people know that that's what people want. The, the pin set's awesome. So keep my eye out, but they're expensive. They're uh it's funny, there's like a few sites I check either every day or every other day. It's 26 shirts, always always looking at them. I'm looking at limited run games to see what announcements, what games they've got coming up. Because every few months they do a new Star Wars game. Uh they're doing PS5 games now, by the way, which is freaking awesome. Um and then um glass to mouth. Always looking for new designs for them because I don't have enough glassware apparently, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, man, uh lots of fun stuff. It's as we always say, good time to be a geek. Um what so what's in your system, John? Uh I I've been so light on, on gaming in the last week or so, but uh any anything to update us on? Where are you with Horizon? Yeah, so I'm a little light these last couple of days too, because I did I did just start a new job this week, so I haven't had as much time as I'd want to this week. But later last later in the you know last week and, and over the weekend, I played a ton of Horizon. So Horizon Forbidden West, I, uh, I I've always said like you know since this game came out, like I it's something that I I just need to be playing. I need to commit to it. I know it's a game for me. I really just need to commit and like that that hook's gonna get me. I'm gonna get caught, and it happened. I think it was like Friday night or something like that, and I played like. Yeah all day i just played all day so I, I sunk a ton of hours in that game over the weekend and uh, i'm absolutely hooked the story's finally got me i'm like into the point where i you know i'm enjoying the gameplay so much that i'm like all right i'm trying to find the best armor i'm going talking to every merchant trying to get better bows like i'm i'm all in they, 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 they that's what it usually takes for me a little bit a little bit of time is like those rpg mechanics to click in for me it's like all right do i care enough about this game to want to like build out those rpg branches and make my character better because like do i care enough about the gameplay i guess is the you know the, the where that comes yeah. into play and yeah I'm, I'm totally there so i think i'm probably i mean hour wise i've probably put like i don't know 16 17 hours into the game at this point um and i'm probably 
two-thirds done with the main quest. I don't know. Would you say that's accurate for where I told you I was, like, right before we head to the, the west-west? Yeah, I think I think you're right about there. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. It's funny. We I wouldn't say reversed roles, but uh, I... I was telling Tim, I can't believe like I finished it when I did. I thought you guys were going to blow past me with it, but it just, it was a, a some circumstances. I was able to, to find the time to do it, um, and it, it really gripped me. I just couldn't put it down. And yeah, you texted me on Friday or Saturday night, super late. I was already asleep, Yeah, and yeah, it, it had you, man. And I was, I was like, yeah, there we go. This guy's got it. For sure. Um, but uh, I, I'm uh, continuing on my platinum trek with that game. So I'm kind of chipping away at it. I, I've got five or six more trophies since I ended. So I, I want to say I'm between 30 and 35. And there are 59 total. So um, running through that, really enjoying that. I have not played much of the original Breath of the Wilds. But when I have uh, been enjoying it, onto my first Divine Beast right now. So uh, that's fun. I'm also taking a very, very different approach from the first time I played this game. Uh, and I'm just... Let's say... For ex- just ease, if I went left when I started that game, I'm going right this time. Like, just couldn't be more opposite, and it's fun to to almost get that that different viewpoint, even though I never completed the game. So, uh, yeah, definitely enjoying that a lot. That's it for my gaming plate, John. I cut you off. Did did you have anything else going on? Just that, and a little bit of Fortnite still. I know that the uh, Fortnite's been a big topic because they, they you know they started the season off with no building, and that got a uh, got a lot of people to play. They did add building back into the main mode, but they kept around the uh, the no building mode as a limited time mode, not limited time, just an option. You can just boot in, you can do regular Fortnite, or you can do no building. So anyone who hopped in at the beginning of the season, you know, because they're not a big fan of that mechanic, you know, they can still enjoy the game. So I'm glad they did that for sure. At this time next week, if assuming we record around the same time, I can't wait to be talking about what I'm playing because, damn it, it's going to be Lego Star Wars, baby. Oh, man, yeah, I can't there, wait. There's some good stuff coming out. I mean, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm like on the fence about the new Kirby game. People, people are really digging that. We were at Target today. I walked past and I'm like, man, I can really go for like a lighthearted, like addicting platforming Nintendo game right now like just with you know the, the how creative they are with their platform and their levels I'm like man I could I could really go for that on my on my switch right now so I might be picking up Kirby that's I'm, I'm on the fence with that um, I was telling Courtney I think she would like that game too um yeah and then this Friday we got we've got also MLB the show is like that's coming to, that's coming to and that's that's a conundrum for me I'm a huge baseball fan um, I obviously the game's been on PlayStation for for years and years and years and now it's it's on Xbox it's on Game Pass but it's also coming to Switch and I'm like dang do I like I don't I honestly I don't care about the graphic quality I don't care about the frame rate drop like just to have the the game on handheld is like oh that's awesome but how do I how do I cope with the fact that I have it for free with Game Pass with Xbox? It's like, ah, that, that's my conundrum. I don't care about the graphical trade-off with the Switch, but I do care about the fact that I already have access to it for, for you know, my, my subscription. That's how they get you, man. I know. I know. I love, love, love the idea of being able to play that on my Switch. I have been crying for a hockey game, most notably EA's NHL, in some way, shape, or form on Switch since it came out and even back to Vita. I was like, yes, NHL. I even, there's not been an NHL handheld in ages and I would play the hell out of it. Let so, me tell you. So for the Vita, they, they did that for me. I got my wish. I mean, they, MLB, the show was the first party, obviously, you know, Sony developed game and they supported the Vita. So I got MLB, the show on this, on the Vita and man, that has to be my most played handheld game of all time. Between like the three releases they did, I think I only bought the first two of them because like the reviews literally said like 
MLB The Show 15 is the same game as 14 with the roster updates. I'm like, I couldn't do it for that. But um, between like 13 and 14, I think those were the two. I played so much MLB The Show on Vita just because like just chipping away at a season, uh, you know, back then. Yeah. Back then, the novelty of being able to turn your console off and have it be right where you left off, that wasn't a thing. Back in the Xbox 360, PS3 days, if you turn your console off, you have to restart your game. You have to relaunch your game. You have to save and come back. So the the convenience of just being able to lock my my Vita in the middle of a game, the third inning, and come back to it, you know, later in the night or when the next day or whatever, that was unheard of. So that was that was really cool. So that I played so much MLB the show that way. Dude, I, I... I want to say MLB The Show 12 might have been the first one. Whatever. You are right. You're definitely right. You're definitely right. I, that was one of the games I bought because that came out not too long after the Vita launched. And um, I played so much. That's probably the most played Vita uh, game that I played ever. I just I sunk so much time into it. I started a season. I was, I was loving life being able to take that on the go. Um, and by the way, what an underrated thing that we take for granted now in terms of features. I don't think I can't tell you the last time that I saved and quit a game on my PS5 or Series X. Right. I it's always rest mode. That's yeah, it. You know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean that we we did have that with the PS4 and Xbox One era, so we've been we've been used to that for a while. But I mean, just just a generation ago, I mean, it's it's not not too far away ago. You know, not too long ago, were we dealing with the fact that like you shut your console off, the game's done. You have to relaunch it. You got to see the splash right. screens again. Got to load back into your campaign. Yeah, so often and I, I save an exit. I never do that. Never. I, right. Like it was crazy. I think I saved Horizon just because I wanted to save before the final battle, just in case I needed to, to double down on the. the you know, I, I'm still I'm still paranoid about saving. I make sure like before I sh- like put my console in rest mode, I make sure I get to a save point for sure. I always do that. Like I I, I don't fully trust it because I've had issues before where you boot it up and all of a sudden like you know PlayStation's power outage maybe or something goes wrong. Actually, just the other day I boot I I, I shut down my PS5 and as it was going into rest mode, the screen just went green. And then the PS5 just like shut itself off completely. Didn't you know? Didn't give me the rest lights. The yellow went just straight off. I'm like, ugh. Either this thing's broken, or it's just gonna yell at me that I turned it off the wrong way. When it, it was its own fault. Oh my god! <laughs> it was fine. It was totally fine. Yeah, it was scary, uh, but it was totally fine. It just, it just gave me the the three loud beeps and told me that I did something wrong. Yeah, play, your PlayStation will tell you for sure that this is not how you turned me off. And you know what? It gets aggressive about it. Like it pulls, it pulls the text up in like non HD as if like something's really wrong. Oh. You, you can't even use the controller. There's like this prohibitary sign. It's like it, it puts on this dog and pony show. Like you just poured water on it or something. It's like, <laughs> dude, a hundred percent right. Um, I'm just laughing at JT's text right right Guilt now. Tripping He's texting you. us from the movie, which is great. Oh my god, dude, he, that can't be. <laughs> So far, this is this is great, is what he says. Get out of here, dude. You're a, you're a liar. He's probably watching us. <laughs> He's trolling us. I can't I, I can't wait to. Okay, that's it. That's another story. I can't, wait, I can't wait to talk to him. Who texts her in a movie? JT, come on. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's kind of unforgivable. But someone's gonna kick you out, buddy. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what I was thinking. Every time I would stop Horizon, I put it in rest mode, and that was it. Um, gotta love it. These things that we we have. You, you wouldn't find a campfire to save first before going to rest mode. If I just did a major mission, like a story mission, yes, I did a lot of side content and just running around, and Dude. I most didn't. Wow. Even if I if yeah. if I if I played the game for like fifteen minutes and all I did was pick up a bunch of sticks, I'm still finding a campfire to save before I put it in rest mode. So picking up, uh, like the firewood or the sticks, basically. 
I don't think I did after the first three hours. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I had so much. I did not pass anything without picking it up. But sticks, and I played 50 hours, by the way, 5-0. And I had so much in my stash. I was like, do I need to start replenishing? Oh, my gosh. I have like 6,000. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I've, I've got crazy. a lot. I, I just do it out of habit right now. Like, yeah, this, yeah, I'll skip it for a while, and then all of a sudden, I'll finish a couple of fights. And I'll be like, well, you know what? Rather than going to replenish, I'll just replenish what I have on me. You know, I'll just pick a couple of sticks up. And- Dude, you were so right about the animation thing. Why? Why does she need to have an animation to pick up something every time? Why can't it be like Breath of the Wild where I just run without breaking stride, yes. pick my thing up, it, I, I, I hit a button. Not a big deal. I, but like, gosh. I have another gripe about interactivity with that game too. It's like I go up to a, a, a character, like an NPC, and like it's part, say it's part of a main quest even, and I have to go talk to somebody. The 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 area I have to get in to, to, for triangle to pop up, I'm like, dude, well, just, just let me get the prompt. I have to... Walking in circles. Like Like, you can't go here. You can't go. You have to be like, yeah, it's like the perfect spots. And sometimes there's another NPC that's in the way. And I'm like, come on. And then I put, I just push the stick a little bit and she just overruns it. I'm like, could grow up. Let me, let me just talk to this freaking person. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that's really the only gripe with the game is like, just like things related to the triangle button, like picking the stuff up Mm -hmm. takes too long. And trying to interact with things is just campfires all the time too. I walk up to a campfire and I'm like, "All right, I'm right next to you. Now I'm inside of you. Okay, where where am I supposed to go to get the freaking prompt to save this game?" I'm literally Anakin Skywalker on Mustafar. Why are you not saving right now? Yes. Oh man, yeah, dude. Uh, I I'll I'll take I'll partially take back my save point. Anytime it was a new fire spot or campfire, I was always doing it because obviously then you can fast travel to it. Uh, it clears up the map in that little, little area a little bit. Oh, so, so you don't have to, you don't have to do that. You just have to walk near it. Once you get that pop-up that says new campfire discovered, you have full access to it. I thought you hit a quick save. Once, once it, once it says new campfire discovered, once you get close enough to it, there you're, that's, that's one of your campfires. Well, lesson learned, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, quite, you know, there is actually one more game I've been playing. I just want to bring it up real quick. Uh, Tim and I did stream NHL earlier this week, and um, listen, I'm not great at video games, okay? Just let me have this. It kicked his ass, okay? Uh, it was 7-2. I was the Panthers. He was the Avalanche. He accumulated 25 minutes in penalties. You're not going to win when you play like that, you know? Like, just get out of here. But anyway, uh, Tim, looking forward to the rematch here on twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. Question of the week. Last week, we asked, video game related, but in TV, in terms of media. Give us your spoiler-free review for the first episode of Halo on Paramount+. Plus. This one's from Bill Moffat. Bill Moffat, my cousin. I love this guy. Uh, He said, loved it from start to finish. Way better than expected. One strange thing for me was in the first five minutes, the characters all looked computer-generated, but then the remainder of the episode was very obviously live-action and well done. Uh, I watched the episode last week and I would I overall like I'm at like seven out of ten. Yeah, I liked it. There was a lot to like. There were some questionable choices, maybe some of the CG here and there. The sound is beautiful. That sounds like Halo. You close your eyes, oh man, the weapons, uh, there's there's a lot going on there. Um I am I've been such a huge proponent. If you go watch Star Wars reviewed on our channel. When we get to Last Jedi, that's my dog, Lindy. Uh, I am going to let people have it when it comes to, hey, it's not your story. If you didn't like it, that's fine. But you weren't owed this, right? That was Ryan Johnson's story. There's a 
a little bit of that here where I'm like, I don't like that story choice. I don't like that you changed some of the Halo lore. But you know what? It's not my story. So let's forget what happened in the video games and just go right into what's going to happen in Paramount+. Plus. Um, I, I, I'm, again, not going to spoil any of it, but overall liked it. Thought it was fine. Pretty good, especially considering it's a video game thing. And uh, we know the track record of video games in Hollywood. It's been mixed at best. So, um, I, John, hit me with your take. You and I are both big Halo fans. We've been playing these since we're we're kids. Yeah. What? Uh, what I think I, I'm I'm similar to you. I think I'd probably be closer to that to that six out of ten range where it just feels like it's like this is okay. This is okay. There's nothing. Um, I was almost going to say there's nothing I didn't like about it. There's there's a, there's a bit I don't like about it. Uh, we were I, I turned this thing on. Courtney just put it in the chat, but um, I was going to say bring it up anyways. I I put it on. I'm like okay, this Halo show's on. I'm not sure if you're going to like it, but I'm I'm going to watch it. So you know, feel free to stick around and watch if you want. But you know, whatever. She, uh, we're, we're ten minutes in. And she goes, wait a minute, is this animated? <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is this is supposed to be live action. She goes, like, okay, weird, because in her eyes, like the elites looked, they looked that bad. Um. And I agree. Like some of the CGI was really, really rough. So that's that's tough when you when you get when you get a franchise like Halo, something that like you know it's built on space aliens. You you hope those are those are created with a little bit more care. Again, it's not the worst CGI I've seen. It, some of the some of the stuff in motion looked worse than you know the elites did. And there's some some shots where the elites look fine. Overall, I think their design is interesting. It's like it's it's true to what the elites kind of are. We get from the uh, from the games, yeah. but it's a. Uh, it, it could have been a little better. Um, yeah, overall, I'm just I'm at the point where like, okay, I, I I don't care about the story. Change the story all you want. I don't care. Put it on Earth. Make Master Chief like I don't know. Make make him five foot three. I, I like do whatever you want. Change whatever you want. I have no. I'm not married to you know keep you know making Halo sacred and making sure you re, you know retell the story and it don't I, have zero ties to this first material. I don't care. All I will say is so far as like I'm just not really that intrigued and I'm not really that hooked with what they've given me yet. So we'll see. Six out of ten feels where I'm at. That's a very fair assumption. Obviously, I'm pretty close to your assessment too. Um, I it sounds funny, but hey, Master Chief looks great. Yes, that could have been messed up. Look, he looks great. Um, some of the elites there, like you said, there could have been. Uh, there's some weird. There's some weird like direction choices in the in the in the show too. It's like. There, okay, this is not a spoiler. There's there's people shooting at the Covenant. That, that, that happens. The Covenant kind of invade this town, and there are like regular civilians that are just shooting their guns at the Covenant, and the bullets are just bouncing off. It's like, okay, interesting. Master Chief walks down with some kind of special gun, apparently, and he can just one-shot them, and they're instantly affected. That I'm just like, what... What what these what these are all guns. These are all guns with bullets. Why why are they unloading clips on these elites and they're just seemingly unfazed? Master Chief walks up, one shot done. I'm just like, this is weird. This is just weird. Yep. I uh I struggled with immersion in this. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. I think um you know granted I feel like anytime I watch something like this I'm tired so I that it's consistent. I'm always con- I'm always tired. But in this case I didn't. I struggled to, to pay attention a little bit. At times, I was kind of, I was almost to the point, and this is dumb, but I was like, I should look at my phone. Oh man, I yeah. hate that. No, it happens. It happens. And yeah, that's, I mean, that, that says a lot about our, our you know, our, our attention span nowadays. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you know, this is a Halo show. You and I should be enthralled about this, right? Like you and I are huge Halo fans. Like we said, I'm, I'm not doing it for Mando, right? Like, right, exactly. Maybe some of the Boba Fett episodes that weren't Mando. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know how it goes. Um, 
I'll say I'm encouraged. Like I'm still optimistic. Optimistic is exactly where I'm at too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, you and I talked pre-show about the budgets for some of these first seasons of shows, like Moon Knight that just came out. Um, in that, a lot of times it's hey. We're going to give you a good budget, but not a great budget because we want to see what happens. And then, of course, you know, we talk about Mandalorian. That had a limited budget for such a big Star Wars property. Then it takes off. We get Baby Yoda, who becomes Grogu. And they sell so much merchandise that it becomes the most iconic thing in Star Wars in the last, in, in the Disney era, is Grogu and the Mando. Those are it. And Mando season two, through the roof, up that budget, right? Um, so. Granted, we're one episode in. I'm not even talking about season two of a right. possible Halo season here, but it's just it. Yeah. It's tough because if you don't get it right, you're definitely not getting season two. In in season in episode one is where you kind of show off most of your budget. That's where you're supposed to kind of wow us, right? Like that that, that happened pilot, and yes. that ha- in pilot exactly. Obviously, it's a different you know different landscape nowadays. Like they already made the whole season, but mm-hmm. that, they did that in Mando specifically. I remember the first episode had a little extra pop. It, it wasn't until episode like two or three of Mando where it's like okay, there are some there are some budget restraints that I'm kind of seeing in these later episodes. They showed us all the good stuff in episode one because why wouldn't they? Um, and, you know, it's at the, we talked about this earlier too. It's like like, just because it's a property like Disney or Halo doesn't mean it gets an unlimited budget. It's still a TV show and it still has to make money. So it's there, there's just some obvious, uh, you know, some obvious drawbacks when it comes to some of the CGI. And it's unfortunate, but whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be a wait and see approach. Regardless, I'm going to watch week to week. Would love to hear your thoughts. Again, visit us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know your thoughts on Halo from Paramount+. Plus. Uh, this week's question, we want you to get involved. Uh, give us your answers uh, also at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. We're going to talk about uh, a pretty big delay here. Not totally unsurprising, but it begs the question. I'm thinking about another big AAA game that is slated to come out this year. Will Bethesda's Starfield release as scheduled? Will Bethesda's Starfield release as scheduled, which is November 11th, 2022? So John, do you want to save your answer for next week? I mean, my my answer is well documented. I think it's kind of a joke that we think Starfield's going to hit. Prove me wrong. I mean, I just I'm just at the point. Well, we'll talk about it more next week when other people give responses too. I'm sure we'll have some more to go on. I just I, I, I hard to believe for me. Uh, I'm just going to even kind of pose pose the question another way. It's like the beginning of 2022. Your your were your three biggest hitters, um, Breath of the Wild. Uh, God of War, Ragnarok, and Starfield are those probably safely? I mean, I know Elden Ring did well and like ended up having a lot more commercial and you know a lot more success than we thought it would. But I don't know if I would have put Elden Ring ab- above any of those other three uh, with Breath of the Wild, God of War, Ragnarok, and Starfield. That's difficult. I maybe Starfield. Maybe. Right. Okay. I I think that there's a chance that all three of those games don't make it. <laughs> now that we know that Breath oh, of the Wild won't. Oh, will, totally will, agree. Yeah, so it's just yeah. it's funny. It's funny, and then all of a sudden, Elden Ring, the one that maybe wasn't in that conversation, maybe was on the bubble, is probably going to you know run away with Game of the Year this year. Even get down the list a little bit, and you you get into uh, a you know Rocksteady's Suicide Squad. There, like that, it was like okay, you're telling us it's coming, it's not coming. I had way more confidence in that game, but again, we we talked about that last really? week. Yeah, it's just it, the time, the timeline. It, it to me, like it, it was one of two things. And again, I'm repeating last week, but if you didn't listen, it was, it was one of two things. Either the game was so far along that it's ready because they've been working on something. Was it nine years since since the, the last Batman game? 
eight, but yeah. Eight years, right. It'll be nine by the time this comes out. But eight years since the last Batman game, either this thing is so ready and you've just been playing it close to the chest because you want it to be great and you can't wait to show it to everybody. So like, yeah, it's definitely coming this fall or something went wrong. You were working on some other games and things got scrapped and all those rumors with maybe the Wonder Woman and the Superman, like maybe that stuff was true and you just that that stuff got scrapped and that's why this is so far behind. So I was I was more confident it was the former where like they've been working on this game and it's it's pretty ready. So, but I was wrong. They they delayed that too. Well, like uh, you know, I appreciate the honesty. Um I we're yeah, it, it's an amazing kind of turn of events here even though it's it's you're on the fence. Is it going to come? Is it not going to come? Very curious about Starfield because yeah. hey, that's Bethesda, that's Xbox, that's Microsoft now. That is Game Pass day one. What does that extra power do? If anything, you can't buy more time, right? You can only cram so much. So I'm very curious to see if that hits. Uh, that's going to be uh, a storyline for me throughout the next few months. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, J Mac mentions that we haven't seen a trailer for Starfield since E3 level last year. We haven't seen anything else of Starfield, period. All we've gotten is like pretty wallpapers and like there's a website you can go to that looks like a spaceship. But like, there's, we don't know anything about the game. We know nothing about Starfield. We haven't seen anything about Starfield. If, if I'm not mistaken, in the last week and a half, the, uh, the de- there was like a developer diary or something on it. Um, not right. that that's huge, no, but, but I'm just saying there, there was something. Right, and Stop that's my it. point. That's the kind of content we're getting. We're getting developer developer diaries where people are just speaking about the game in like these 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 large you know these large phrases about the game. We still don't think actually about it. They're just talking about the development of the game. I'm worried about it just based on what we've gotten. Again could be that situation microsoft is just playing it close to the chest but that's just playing it close to the chest this thing is so ready and it's going to come out this fall and it's going to wow us and we're going to say holy crap you know we've only seen you know we've only actually seen this game for a few months you know with trailers and gameplay and it's here and it's freaking awesome tank don't mess with my heart by saying titanfall 3 Oh, that's a tough one yeah so tank and chat talking about maybe titanfall 3 i yeah i don't, I don't know if I'll, we'll see that but Apex, it's that's that's the future there, and then respawns. Uh, they they're buried in Jedi Fallen Order, I think. But I mean, and two dude, other Star Wars games. Titanfall three, yes, yes. If you told me Titanfall three was coming, though, I would just drop about everything to. to I, I think <laughs> I think the uh, the Star Wars first person shooter is what we get instead of Titanfall three for quite a bit. Uh, Tank fine. Tank mentions Titanfall three is part of an Nvidia leak. There's a lot of stuff that was in that Nvidia leak that was like almost proven to have just been like placeholder what if games. There there's so much stuff that like should we should have seen by now that yeah I, I remember that was a few years ago. There was like an Nvidia a list of Nvidia Now games that were real games that like Nvidia Now was testing, and then like these these you know these far you know far fetched future titles that were also on there. There was like Bioshock four was on there. There's all this random stuff that like I think it eventually came out like they were literally just filling in line items to 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 test this software so i don't think that's actually ha- has any weight to it in my opinion jmac also says just to wrap up this point i think they're worried because starfield is uh the first bethesda big game with microsoft um well we've seen microsoft is not afraid to delay things right halo we we had quite the delay there um ended up being a very good game we, we you can talk about the the ongoing game as a, a service there, but I would not be surprised if Microsoft said, we got to wait, this has to kill, you know, it's got to do well. So time will tell again, fascinating we'll storyline. Uh, let's get to the news here. Well, we'll start off with uh, the delay that we kind of had aforementioned there. Uh, 
the sequel to the legend of zelda breath of the wild has been delayed not a huge surprise but at the same time it is it for me a little bit. it's a it's a surprise for me i'm i'm, I'm kind of there like i was with the rock city game where it's like man i thought this was kind of ready i thought that they didn't give us anything last year because they were so confident it was going to hit this year i thought 2022 was going to be like the year of coverage for this game and i i really did think it was going to come out i thought you know it's, it's a sequel to breath of the wild it's kind of like a majora's mask situation over uh, ocarina of time they're using the same engine for the most part probably very similar overworld I, I thought we would see this game this year and i probably would have bet on that i would have lost some money well you're not alone a lot of people feel the same for whatever reason i've always been a skeptic of this even when this was first announced and they said you know they kind of gave the tease that this was coming sooner rather than later without saying that i've never felt that way but hey we're going to get it eventually and it's fine take your time there's no shortage of things to play while we wait for that uh, from Polygon, though, we'll just read a quick excerpt here. Um, the Switch game is now expected sometime in spring 2023. And from the team that's working on the game, for those of you who have been looking forward to a release this year, we apologize. As previously announced, the adventure in this sequel will take place not just on the ground, as in the previous game, but also in the skies above. However, the expanded world goes beyond that, and there will be an even wider variety of features you can enjoy, including new encounters and gameplay elements. In order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work diligently on this game, so please wait a while longer. It's fine. Perfectly it's, reasonable. It's always fine. It's always fine. There's no there's no reason to to be upset about a game being delayed other than just being bummed that you have to wait longer. Understandable. But to be you know, to be actually upset about a delay is, is silly. It's obviously for the benefit of the of the game. It's it's rooted in love, right? You want you're upset because you want to play the game, but you know what? Odds are because it's being delayed, you're gonna get a better game. I, I would much rather be talking about this story now than be talking about a story of uh, Breath of the Wild Part Two that was rushed and is a mess, just like a cyberpunk or something like that. Where man, there, there's people who were kind of in the inside of that cyberpunk game, and they said this game needed 18 months to be like ready for ready to be shipped. This game needed a year plus to be shipped. Like, you know, that that those are the stories we don't want to be talking about. And those are the games we don't want to be playing. So, this is easy. I'll talk about this all day. And and honestly, <laughs> with Cyberpunk, they did wait that amount of time to get it on PS4 right? and that, Series X, right? You do the math, that's like roughly how long it took to get the next gen version out, which arguably should have been the only version that existed because that's, you know, the, the hardware need, was needed to to power that game. Yeah, that, that was yeah. the t- timeline adds up. It's sad because that actually was a, a pretty fine game. Uh, but hey, I couldn't tell all, you. <laughs> the, the timing matters. I'll tell you that. Um, do you remember the, there was a little event that we used to really gush about? Uh, it's called E3. Yeah, I do well, remember. This, this, again, it's not totally unsurprising, but it, it hurts all the same. Uh, from IGM. The ESA has shared unofficial statement with IGN confirming E3 2022's cancellation and announcing that E3 will return in 2023 with a quote-unquote reinvigorated showcase. From ESA, we will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite devices, the 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all-new format and interactive experience. We look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from LA in 2023. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know that this is ever coming back. However, I'm hopeful that it does. Because as gamers, E3 is Christmas. It's the pinnacle of, of the year for a lot of these things. Now... In the years past, 
we've gotten these state of plays from PlayStation, a lot of other events that have kind of filled in the gap, so to speak, and made life a little better. There's something just so special about E3, John. There is, there is. We, we've talked about it. I've written articles about it. Like they're, they're, E3 is special, but it really only makes sense for the consumer. We're, we are really the only ones getting a benefit out of E3 in this in this age where Sony can just do whatever they want. They can post a video. They can they can post a state of play on a random Tuesday, and Nintendo can can tweet out that we're doing a direct on you know on Monday at 9 a.m. and all of a sudden the internet's on fire and that's the only thing that we're talking about is Nintendo. They control the message and they can do that three, four, five times a year. It doesn't make sense for these people to these companies to rely on E3 to get their message across. At the end of the day, if if it ever comes back in the in any you know any semblance of the way we remember it, it's 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 really just kind of going to be an homage to. The, the fans that's really what it's going to be it's like hey we know you people love this we know that you know we know the, the fans really enjoy getting all this news at once so we're, we'll save a couple of announcements for e3 and we'll do a showcase and that's 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 if there's a future that's the one i see it, it's the it's, you know maybe sony maybe microsoft maybe nintendo whoever they save a few announcements it's relatively smaller stuff and you know they, they just give us a little bit but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see a future where E three is half of the same, you know, even close to what we what we have grown to love from it. But John, you got out in front of it with that article a few years ago. Um, yeah, unfortunately, was on the wall. Yeah, and uh, I'll miss you, E three. You can search it on the the Geekiverse dot com. It's still there. So um, it's unfortunate because it's just uh, some of my favorite memories of doing Geekiverse content from being a gamer from do- these late night war rooms we would call it. Uh, even going to the event for a few years with the media press uh, or uh, press access, so to speak. Uh, it's just, you know, you're right. It's fan driven, but it's it's upsetting. However, if you think about it from a business standpoint, it definitely doesn't make sense. It's super not cost effective to have a presentation at A3. Um, you control the messaging. Like you said, John, PlayStation, Nintendo, they do these smaller presentations throughout the year. Every time there's a state of play, I clear my schedule for that 20 minutes. And I watch it because I'm like, oh, this reminds me a little bit of E3. It's a presentation. And there, that jazz is still there. Uh, but how how cheap is that? You're throwing up a, a presentation on, on YouTube or right. Twitch, depending on where you go. It's just... And I think it, a, it probably won't ever come back. Another huge part of that is like they they do that when they're ready to talk about it. I think in in the past you can watch like the, I'll never forget the uh, the Halo Two bonus disc that came with Halo Two. It was just like about the making of the game. There's like a half hour segment about how they crunched and crunched and crunched just to get a vertical slice ready for E3. That like the 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 development of that game was sidetracked so they can get a playable demo ready for E3, and that was part of the development. And now we're at the point where like, what what are we doing that? What are we what are we dedicating resources to 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 show up at somebody else's show for? So I mean, that just doesn't make much sense logistically anymore. They've got they've got the resources. The internet's here. They, they they've got their own distribution. Again, it's a lot less fun for us, right? We don't get that. We don't get those those couple of days of news, 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 and you know we're we're talking about this stuff for hours, but it's sprinkled in throughout the year now. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I would I would. I would bet that it does not happen next year because they kind of said the same thing for twenty twenty two. I would, I, I would bet that I would bet that it does, but it's not what we want. <laughs> Just like last year. Hey, hope you're right then. In this case, uh, kind of the main topic of the show here. We actually delayed recording Busy Sticks till later in the week because we knew this news was was going to drop in in some way, shape, or form. PlayStation Plus is is getting an upgrade. Not totally a rebrand, but very interesting. We're, we're getting a Game Pass competitor here. 
so from uh, PlayStation's website, their official blog, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now come together. Players can choose from three flexible options. Since launching PlayStation Plus in 2010, SIE has been at the forefront of innovation with game subscription services. We were thrilled to be the first console membership service that included a refreshed library of games through PlayStation Plus and also launched the first console game streaming service with PlayStation Now. Today, we are pleased to share with you official news about changes coming to our subscription services. This June, we're bringing together PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now in an all-new PlayStation Plus subscription service that provides more choice to customers across three membership tiers globally. Our focus is on providing high-quality, curated content with a diverse portfolio of games. Below is an overview of the three membership tiers. So we've got PlayStation Plus Essential, we've got PlayStation Plus Extra, and we've got PlayStation Plus Premium. All at monthly, quarterly, or yearly rates. Interesting stuff here. John, hit me with your immediate reaction of some of the news here, the tiering, how this was delivered. Yeah, Tell so I, 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 personally, I think it's... I think it's what we expected. I think it's a, a little underwhelming if you're kind of looking for if you're looking for them to come out and be a true Game Pass competitor and to really give Xbox a run for their money with what Game Pass offers. It's underwhelming in that sense, but it was never going to be that. And it never needs to be that. This is this is everything Sony needs from the service. It really is. They they've got they've got the sales already. They've got the ecosystem. People already want to play on PlayStation. This this service, the, the, these bundled games with this next level of PlayStation Plus, uh, it, it's not for people to drop Game Pass and, and to start using this instead. It's for people who already own a PlayStation to have a little taste of that subscription service. I'm not canceling Game Pass to go to go use this PlayStation service. I probably won't even sign up for this this next tier of PlayStation service, to be honest. You know, I'm not getting my first party games with it for day day and date. We knew that was going to be the case. Sony makes too much money, and their development their development cycle is built around that. Xbox had to really pivot their development the way they develop games to to make it work for game pass we haven't seen a lot of games come out of xbox Studios since they since they've you know made that decision to to launch with game pass um this is all sony needed to i mean it's people are there's a lot of people underwhelmed i I think it's perfectly it's perfectly fine it's 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 a decent price and you get a bunch of games with it right like what what does that library look like what do they say like over 300 or 400 titles with like the the mid-tier i think is where where most people are going to live it's uh it's decently priced it's what 15 bucks a month if you pay monthly but it's like 80 bucks a year or something like that. You have the pricing there? Yeah, uh, so it's 14.99 monthly, 99.99 yearly. Right. So that's that's cheap. that's that comes down to what? 12 bucks a month basically if you do the yearly model. That's that's cheaper than Game Pass. That's cheaper than Game Pass if you if you pay yearly. Um so yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I've got a few questions. I mean, I I think it's I think it's no matter what, I think it's a good thing. You've got people who only own a PlayStation now have an option to just pay a little bit more than their their current PlayStation Plus membership and just get a bunch of games. What what does that catalog look like? We'll see. My question is, we already know that they're not we're not going to get day and date uh, PlayStation Studios games released, but are they going to make some deals with third parties? Because honestly, that's my favorite thing about Game Pass right now. All of a sudden, a new game comes out like a like a tunic, and it's like, oh, that game looks sweet. It's out today. Like that's that's awesome. Oh crap, it's out on Game Pass today too. That's awesome. So is Sony going to do that? Are they going to make some deals to get some of those smaller, even even bigger uh, AAA games? Are there going to be any day and date releases? Um, that's a question I have, and also. I know we're not going to get our God of Wars and our Horizons and our Uncharted. Those are never going to come day and date. But I would be willing to bet that they do start to develop games specifically for the service. Yeah. 
Right. So they they, they specifically because we they already talked about how they're going to get in, get involved with games as a service and stuff like that. So I, I again they, they're saying no, we're not going to bring our games day and date right now or in general, but. I think that there's room for them to develop for that model, like Xbox is doing at the moment. So a lot of a lot, a lot of questions, but I I agree. I think it it's underwhelming, if only for the sake that it it's fine. Like it's fine. It it's a good solid option for PlayStation console owners, whether it's PS5, PS4. But it unless you were going to do first party stuff day and date. This was not going to be a, a direct well, yeah, advantage. What, what could you offer? I mean, what could you possibly offer? Right. Exactly. So unless you were really cutting down the price, and we, that shouldn't happen. You know, this is a very competitive pricing model. So you get Game Pass Ultimate at 25 a month? 15. Am I over? It's yeah, it's 15. 15. Yep. Okay, it, okay. But with no yearly option. With no yearly option. It's just 15. So... so Real quick breakdown of what the tiers look like. First one, PlayStation Plus Essential. If you have PlayStation Plus, that's what it is now. Yep. Nothing changes. You'll continue on, no problem. You get your downloadable games, your exclusive discounts, cloud storage, yada yada. Nothing crazy. $9.99 a month, $25 quarterly, $59.99 yearly. Wait till Black Friday. You'll always get a deal for 30 or 40 bucks for the entire year. PlayStation Plus Extra. So tier two. You get all the essential plus a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. Games in the extra tier are downloadable for play. I like that. Downloadable, that's that's oh, great. Yeah. They had, the, the, they had to solidify that message, separate themselves from the kind of mess that was PlayStation Now. Yes. I, that was a concern of mine. So kudos to Sony for making that happen. This pricing model, $14.99 monthly, $39.99 quarterly, or $99.99 yearly. So that's your Game Pass comparison right there without the first party day and day. However, there's some pretty sweet titles that will be available on this service that exist already. PlayStation Plus Premiums. So this is the top of the top here. Provides all the, the previous benefits. Adds up to 340 additional games. I don't know that this moves the needle for me, but for some people, it will. Some of these games include PS3 games available via cloud streaming, a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. That's pretty cool. Offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games, and time-limited game trials will also be offered in this tier. The pricing. $17.99 $17.99 monthly, $49.99 quarterly, $119.99 for the year. For me, selfishly, I think I'm probably sticking with that initial tier. And uh, I love my PlayStation. I love my Xbox. I've traditionally leaned towards more uh, Xbox gaming. This is the generation here in PS5 where I've been buying even a lot of my multi-platform games for PS5. A lot of my friends have it. I like the, the feel of the console the interface, you name it. That's just kind of where I've been at. So I don't think I'm going to upgrade. And if I do, it's that mid-tier, probably at best, because I don't care about the backlog of games. I desperately love Game Pass so much. But guess what? I'm really not playing a lot of those games, minus what comes out like a Forza or a Halo. And you play those two games, that's your money's worth right there. That's my opinion. For sure. I think we're going to get to a point where it's like, I don't know. I think it's going to very much be like having like a Netflix and a Hulu where it's like, okay, 
I just have both of these subscriptions because, like, if I ever want to play Batman Arkham, it's going to be on one of them. Or if I ever want to play Bioshock the Collection, it's probably going to be on one of the two. I think that's what it's going to eventually be, where it's, like, one of these classic games, not even classic, like, one of these, like, modern AAA games that I want to play, a Far Cry 5 or something like that. I remember, like, I wanted to play Far Cry 5 before before 6 came out. I'm like, oh, it's got to be on Game Pass. It wasn't. Well, you know, in in this scenario, it probably would have been on on the PlayStation version. Like, there's always going to be something to play with these um again i think it might take a little bit of time before they're both like ubiquitous with all all gamers but i was off on the on the monthly pricing i i I did some bad math there the uh the um the the second tier if you buy that yearly it's only eight bucks a month it breaks down eight bucks a month and the the uh the top tier is only 12 bucks a month if you buy that yearly so that's cheaper than the game pass the top top tier which includes the streaming includes the includes the demos and stuff like that that's cheaper than game pass ultimate so that's interesting to see coney coming that way there is a caveat to that yes game pass does not offer a yearly option but they offer three month options, and when you get them on Black Friday, it actually equates to be like the same amount of money because you can sure. get them at a huge discount. You can, Granted, you can get I'm deals. not talking right now; it's March 2022. Um, but you keep your eye out for it, John. I know you do that with your yeah. You've got the five digital. You stack when you can, you know. And I do have a question, like related to that too. Another question I have from the service is like, hey, you and I and many others probably have at like a, at least a year saved up of PS Plus right now. What does it call? Do I, can I upgrade that to the second tier, or am I just, like what? What's what's my option there? I thought that immediately. So I'm I'm actually <laughs> I subscribed to PlayStation Plus kind of by accident through August of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I say by accident. Um, I'm very blessed. I I got a, a subscription card for Christmas for a year, but I also bought myself one that at heavily a heavily discounted rate around Black Friday. So I stacked them, and uh, it, that's a beautiful thing. However, uh, with Xbox Game Pass, you could buy different tiers. You could buy like the original Xbox Live, and it would it, it was almost like currency. It would count as. If you bought a regular three month Xbox Live, it was worth one month of Game Pass. Oh, like there different. I didn't even know that. Things. They translate, so there there are hacks, so to say. You could buy like a year of Xbox Live, and it would either equate to three or six months of Game Pass Ultimate. Right. Like, just be on the lookout for it and Google it. It'll it'll tell you how it breaks down. I'm curious to see if PlayStation does that. They have to do something because there's a lot of people like us that have months and months and months stacked up. There has to be an upgrade path. Or, or what or what we just can't use the service or we have to pay twice like what's the there's got to be something there there has there has to be something so i, I wonder what that is because again if that is the case you look out for those 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 lower tier playstation plus plus deals and then you upgrade and then maybe it's you know even cheaper so we'll have to yeah. we'll have to look out for it Mac and chad asked a great question do you think these subscription services will become more of a way for indie developers to get their games out there Mac, i think that is already the case i think that is absolutely what xbox game pass has become uh it is there, there are so many random little indie games that indie games that i have played just because of game pass whether it be like an outer wilds or something like tunic games that can really be showcased because like they don't really need that much of a marketing budget. They just need to be on the front page or, you know, just, just in the, in the, in the little news blog that says, Hey, coming to game pass this week. Right. And that's, a, that's enough for people to, who are subscribed to game pass. Like what the heck is that? That game, I, that's part of my subscription. What the heck is that? So it's, I think it's huge. And I, I really hope that Sony doubles down the same way Microsoft has. And, you know, caters to that. And again, I, I really want to see those those day and date releases, just those fun little surprises, those tunics, those those random games that are just like, 
I just heard about this game today. It comes out today. And crap, it's part of my subscription service. Yes, I'm going to check it out. I hope Sony adds stuff like that. Because then then that, that service is worth my money. Yes. There was a while where PlayStation kind of had shifted a little bit on the indies. And I think it's kind of back in Xbox's um, backyard, so to speak, with what they've been doing with Game Pass. Like They've been killing it, not just with those crazy AAA titles and not just first party, but third party, but also the indies. Like Tunic comes out. And I didn't know about the game. John's streaming it the day it comes out on my own freaking company, the Geekiverse. And I was like, oh, no shit. That is, I, I can go play that right now on my Xbox. Are you kidding me? Like that kind of stuff is, is really what makes Game Pass special, I think, um, in addition to many other features. But uh, even a game that I, I, I sh- knew I should have played long ago, but didn't until it was on Game Pass, what remains of Edith Finch. I'm like, oh my gosh, those kind of games are, are what I love to get into. And, and honestly, like we talk about how dope it is that Xbox first party games are there day and date. But I'll be honest, like that is probably the least of the value that I get from Game Pass. Like, I'm sorry, Xbox is still not pumping out that many first party titles that I'm just clamoring for. They're really not. Like Halo Infinite was really the one over the last like, five seven years where i've been like i can't wait for that xbox game there are certain ones that i play sure i love forza horizon stuff like that but none that i'm like yes i have game pass and i and i get this 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 and i've got my five xbox exclusives this, that this year that, are, that that's going to make game pass worth it to me it's it, it's those random like we talked about the tunic yeah. pops up it's the you know what i i've heard a lot about this game it's older i wonder if it's on game pass you know yeah. search for it it's there guardians of the galaxy uh star wars fallen order like those are the games like i played those games i love them oh my god what a what a fun excuse just to play them again like that's that's really where where game pass has its, its value for me at least and i think that sony's playstation plus tier two has all of the the makings to to have that kind of same formula so i think that it, it, it could end up being a little bit of a of an underrated move by sony right here can you see a future where Sony. So we got our games like Uncharted, Lost Legacy. We have um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Can you see a future where like a mid, a shorter Horizon or a shorter God of War comes to that and it's day one? It's it, that if, if there's a future for that, it's far off. In my opinion, Sony puts a game on this service if they would have thought and entertained the idea of putting it free to play to begin with. So if something it's like a or you know because they've done this before they've included certain games like day and date with with PlayStation Plus uh, Destruction All Stars there's a couple of them I think they're, they've done it like one or two times where they're like yeah well, this game's just going to be on Plus um, so I, I don't think we Bugs see a future snacks. yeah Bug Snacks that wasn't yep. well that was just an indie that they didn't they didn't publish or produce that that just was a, a deal but you know stuff like that um, I don't I don't think there's anything close to that in the future where we're going to see them like actually developing these these first these first party. Again, even if it's just the size of Lost Legacy or Miles Morales, I think you're more likely to see them kind of learn from what they what they got from that Bungie acquisition and do some live service games. And like, yep, this new this new whatever. I don't know what it is. It's a freaking snowboarding game, but it's free. And but there's live service elements to it. You know, I think that's that might be more more likely. Cool Borders 2022. Let's go, baby. Um, so speaking of Xbox, we've been talking about PlayStation's uh, announcement here. A rumor, just a rumor right now from windowcentral.com, a, a post over there uh, over a possible Xbox Game Pass family plan. Rejoice, Xbox fans, for Microsoft is about to plug an annoying gap in its Xbox Game Pass service. 
I never felt like that was the thing, but that's just me. Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's. Oh, I'm going to skip that portion. Uh, one glaring omission from Xbox Game Pass has been the lack of any sort of family plan, which would let you share access to the service among a household. I've heard about Microsoft's desire to create a family plan quite a while ago at this point. All there were there were a few details to work out about how royalties might be distributed. Interesting fact there. Uh, and how licenses from third-party publishers would be compensated for users who weren't attached to the main plan. According to trusted sources familiar with Microsoft's efforts, we can now confirm that Xbox is, in fact, moving ahead with an Xbox Game Pass family plan, which could be set to launch sometime this year. Now, interesting move here. I can see it happening. It sounds about right. The, the timing feels good. John, does this move the needle? Is there anything here uh, of interest for you? Because, I mean, theoretically, you could split this among, I don't know, three, four, that, five players. That That's what it becomes of interest to me. If uh, if this is something that is uh, is, is not locked to a household, they, so, so the, the leaker here used the term household. Um, so that's where I get worried about it. So, yeah, if, if it comes out and it says, yeah, it's like it's this price and you can have five people and they can have their own Xbox Live gamer tags when they all get Game Pass, but whatever. we It could, it could be me, you, JT, you know, tank and, and Tim, and we all have for the same price. Of course, I'm excited for that. I, I do, my Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO, everything I have, I share with other people. We all have our own profile on that. We just split the login. So, absolutely, of course, I want to make that cheaper. I'm just worried that there's so much value in Xbox Game Pass, and it's already such a good deal that it really is probably going to be like household based. Like, it has to be something where there's like, they're going to have caveats where there's a family organizer and you have to create like a, you know, a family membership and you have to be in the same house or something like that. Like there's going to be something, I think. I don't think it's going to be as black and white as sharing a Netflix login, but I guess we'll see. I hope it's that way. Yeah, I I, I don't feel like it will be. They've always had kind of some parameters in place through the generations for different things on, on the 360, on the Xbox One. Can't see this being... That's it's, good. It's, it's just to be true. It's too good to be true. That's exactly right. Like if again, unless the price is like barely cheaper, or maybe they're just absolutely nuts and they're they're fine with it. Maybe it's Xbox. At the end of the day, they like you know Tank and Chat. You know, on our last on our last topic said that Sony doesn't have the fu money to to be able to put their games out on Game Pass day one. Xbox has the. Or I'm sorry, Microsoft has the fu money to do anything they want. Literally anything they want, they could do. They have more money than any human in. in history of this world they can do whatever they want so do they just do that to make it more enticing maybe maybe they do i would not be surprised either if if that was the case because man phil spencer has been flexing in the, in the last six seven years yeah um we thought disney was printing money xbox microsoft they're oh doing God. that as well <laughs> so I, microsoft could buy disney and, and just like put them in a corner that <laughs> doesn't even compare doesn't even compare it's crazy to think, crazy to think. Uh, but hey, uh, more competition again. Good for the gamer. We'll see if that is in fact a thing. Hope to hear an announcement from that in the coming weeks, months. Uh, we'll see. Hope that um, rumor is right. Just to uh, just to put this in perspective, Microsoft buying Disney would be less of an impact for Microsoft than Disney buying Star Wars. <laughs> that would be a less of, that would be a smaller purchase for Microsoft than that was for for Disney. Well, think of the, the, the cost of some of these acquisitions here, right? Um, Bethesda's parent studio that I, I'm forgetting, Zenimax. Yeah, Zenimax. Uh, $7.5 billion. Star Wars was sold for $4 billion, which blows yeah. my mind. Like, Don't, George, yeah. go, go get some more money, man. Um, Seriously. It, and then the, the Activision stuff is 
tenfold. It's just, it's unreal. Like Star Wars is small potatoes at this point. How about Marvel? Pennies on, on the dollar for even Star Wars. Like oh, yeah. crazy, crazy stuff that we're seeing in the last decade now. But um, yeah, damn. so my, we're talking 2.5 trillion market capital for Microsoft. I mean, like the, these companies we're talking about who just do this entertainment stuff, they're not even in the same ballpark. Like your, your Microsofts, your Apples, your Amazons, like it's there's some there's some there's some reason to be scared of what Microsoft can do in this market if they really get a little a little crazy. Luckily, luckily, Phil Spencer's at the helm, and I think we feel pretty good about you know his direction. It's how I've always felt about certain companies. Um, Disney may be one of them, but yeah, I, it feels like they've got the right guy in charge with Phil Spencer. Of course, we'll never know what really goes on, but been going well, it seems like. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yep. Love to hear your reactions uh, in the community, whether you're watching live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse or watching in rewind at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. And of course, listening on podcast services around the globe. We're going to wrap up this episode of Busy Sticks for the week of March 31st, 2022. John, social media has been fun for us lately. And it has social been. media that we're not, it's, it's new to the Geekiverse a little bit here. Obviously, we're doing what we're doing on Twitch, but. You, me, and Tim had a freaking awesome night last night, and you can catch some of what went on on TikTok. You sure can, yeah. So head on over to uh, our TikTok. It's just at the Geekiverse. It's one of the one of the ones we got our actual name. We were in the ground floor there with TikTok. So at the Geekiverse, we're having so much fun. Uh, we're doing a lot of these guest characters. You may have seen like sports ones. We're doing Star Wars. We're doing MCU. We're doing it at breweries. We're doing it at Sabres games. Our newest one. We're hanging out at the Sabres game. Literally, they're about to drop the puck in the third <laughs> period. Like it, it's like a two-two game. There's the pucks in the offensive zone, and we're sitting there like, all right, let's get this in. Let's get this in. And, third um, period, ten minutes left. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're like, all right, let's get this in right now. It was so much fun. Um, those videos have been those, they've been a blast. So yeah, follow us on TikTok. Um, give us some recommendations. Pop it, pop it in the TikTok comments. Let us know like what characters you want us to do. Um, there, people seem to like them. That's what I'll say, dude. And I gotta say, a quick shout out to John because John has been killing it on TikTok. If you don't follow just the Geekiverse, check out his personal profile because that's fun. Damn, son, John, share your milestone. Oh, right we now. had a, I had a million on a view. I, I don't think I have a million of any. Have I been alive for a million seconds? I don't even know. <laughs> I think this is the first million I've done of anything in my freaking life. But yeah, I, I had a, I had a TikTok video hit a million views. It was insane. Elite TikToker, hundred percent Josh Gav. Also, uh, Mr. Algorithm from Tim Tales. Yeah, it's because you follow sixty nine people. Damn it. <laughs> that is true. I never let that. If I, if I follow some, if I find somebody new on TikTok, I have to unfollow somebody else because I one day I just realized that my following, my the people that I follow, that count was at sixty nine. I'm like, well, this is never going to change. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. John's bragging up a storm. I'm like, well, that's the algorithm, man. You figured it out. So yeah, kudos to you for making this uh, this fun, especially on TikTok. We're gonna keep doing the the MCU and Star Wars characters. I'm sure we'll get into other stuff too, but gotta check it out. And then uh, also, if you want to follow John, he is at Disruptite on social media. I know he's got a fancy thing from our buddy Kyle. Look at that if you're watching the video stream here. Good stuff, Disruptoid. Uh, I am at I am Brosaya. You can follow me there on uh, social media. Um, in addition to, to what we've seen on TikTok, you can check us out, as you may be doing right now, at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. You know why? Because we stream all of our shows live and Damn, has it been so much fun trying to build this small community with you. We've had a really, really good time in doing so early on here in 2022. 
if you're able to do so and wouldn't mind doing. You can help us out at patreon.com slash the Geekiverse for a few bucks a month. It really goes a long way for us and pumping our money into production here to continue doing what we do and bringing you the live content that you hopefully love as much as we do. Also, you can check out as JMac did, our merch store. Go to thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com. We've got over 20 designs there from Geekiverse merch to MCU and Star Wars based stuff. Pick out a shirt and uh, hey, like I said, as JMac did, we appreciate you, man. Uh, go we, make it happen. We promise we won't forget to ship it to you. We promise. <laughs> we promise. We're back on board again. One more time. Thank you, JMac, for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> uh, also, Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us on any social media, where podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Our friends over at 26shirts.com do some amazing stuff. Anytime you buy a shirt from them, proceeds go to a family in need, an individual in need, or a charity in need, oftentimes ill from various diseases. They've raised over $1.3 million that have gone directly to these individuals, charities, and families to date. 26shirts.com. Check them out. Our wonderful friend, Del Reed. John. If you like Star Wars, check out a series where right now at this point in time, The Force Awakens is the number one ranked Star Wars movie. I don't I don't I don't think that's technically true anymore. I'm sorry. No, we got twenty two hours, don't we? We we have some sort of period of time left before that poll is over, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I thought it was today. Do we still have time left? We have time we have some sort of time left. Josh, I, need, Josh, need, Josh, Josh in chat. I know you have no dog in this race. You do not care about Star Wars. Please go to our poll, Josh, and vote for The Force Awakens. You don't. I know you don't care. Just do it for me, please. Yes, do it for John. Damn it. Thank yes. You. Thank you. So we, we need all go. Oh, do, please do Anna's account too. Please do Anna's account too. <laughs> <laughs> if if you wanted to check out a, a wonderful Star Wars reminiscent walk walk through uh, a rewatch of sorts. What can people check out? Uh, so if yeah, if you, if you didn't realize what we're talking about, uh, we do a show called Star Wars Reviewed. Uh, so we're watching through all the Star Wars movies. We uh, we finished the the first two trilogies. We are now into the sequel trilogy. We just finished the Force Awakens. Spoilers: Josiah and I really love that movie. Episode seven is uh, is 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 up there for us when it comes to favorite Star Wars movies. And thus far, we both said it was our favorite, and it it, it got to the top of the list. Uh, there's currently a poll going on right now to try to undo that uh, because of Tim just he's the worst uh, i don't even why, why just let us have it he's not letting us have it there's a poll going on if you're watching live there's a few hours left there's uh there's, there's a day left so if you see this you know if you see this the day it posts you can you can still you know, just don't if you if you want empire to win just don't go there don't do it to us come on you like joe and i you watch this podcast you're here for us don't support tim did watch the watch the episode i give my speech on force awakens and how much i love it and at the end how it should get there just put yourself in my shoes. One of your best friends in the world. Basically. The disrespect. Disrespect. It's a, it's a total cock block is what it is. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. It's, it sucks. It really sucks. So, yeah. Um, Josh, give good, good on you also for saying, we appreciate you, man. I've been enjoying, he says, I've been enjoying the story of Star Wars told through your podcast. I know I take too many notes. I'm sorry. No, it's John, please block Tim tails and give J Mac a warning. <laughs> <laughs> J Mac, I'm just kidding. I love you. He says, Tim is the best. Tim is one of the best, but uh, he's he's at least top four. 
there's a little tension in our relationship. Talk about tension in the relationship. Derek Kramer, by the way, I don't know if he's watching, probably not. He'll rewatch this though. Derek, I've never questioned our friendship before you told me that John and I were in timeout for our stance on Force Awakens. Um, so if you think that's bad, you wait for my stance on uh, on Last Jedi. <laughs> so uh, also, we're doing an MCU review. You can check that out. We got through Endgame. Can't wait to get into Spider-Man content in the next episode of that. Last time, I'm going to plug it. You can check it out at the YouTube dot, the YouTube, youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. For John, everybody needs a John Fick in their life. I'm Josiah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Busy Sticks. We'll catch you all next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Full 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 weekend.